What flavor is that? Mango. Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode, or this week's episode of Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. Off to a great start. Uh, we got a check-in this week, some fun, we're going to talk about the Olympics. It's Super it's Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday we're recording. I've got a Jeopardy clue for us. Got some books to talk about. Yeah. And we have two more weeks until it's Hello Two Cities. Yes, I started it yesterday. Nice. First of all, I thought my brain was broken yesterday because I sat down, started a new book. I finished Annihilation and I started um, Confessions by Kane Minato. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I really want to talk about it. I really want to spoil the first chapter for you, but because uh, it like I read it and I was like my mind blown, but. Um, yeah, so I sat down to start it, and I was on my Kindle, and, like, I don't know what was going on. Like, I think I'm just getting old, because suddenly the font was too small, and I was having a hard time looking at it. I, like, changed the brightness, changed it, because normally I read with the black background with the white writing, changed it to, like, the sepia. Changed oh, is, that it to the, what, like, is that the cream color one? Yeah, I changed That's it to that. Yeah, I, I changed the font. I changed the font size. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I think... I think I like checked my glasses I was like is something wrong with my brain and then I um like just kind of like rubbed my eyes and it got a little bit better and then I got in the car to go pick up uh, my brother his birthday's on on Monday so we're having a birthday lunch for him and started Tale of Two Cities and I didn't realize that it wasn't it was at like one and a half times speed and I'm sitting there going I can't understand a thing this guy's saying why is his accent so thick? I can't, what is going on? He was like, it was the best of times, it was the best of times. And I was like, oh my God. And then, so I like, was waiting for my brother to come out of his dorm. I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, it's too fast. And I had to like scroll it back to normal speed. I was like, okay, all right. Is it, well. the, is it the same guy that did Great Expectations? It's not. Oh no. And this guy's voice isn't bad. It's just, I liked the other guy's voice better. Yeah. So. But yeah, I thought I was having a total brain meltdown yesterday. <laughs> You're like, I can't see, I can't hear, I don't know what's going on. You hit 30 and it just goes downhill from there, FYI. You get random pains in your shoulders and your back. You don't understand what it is. You make noises when you get up from something. You're like, Ugh. You make noises when you sit down. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> bad. It's bad. You didn't know about all those things? Instead of getting your Harry Potter letter at 11, they should give you a thing at when you turn 30 of all the things that are going to start happening. Just body breakdown. Yeah. Your ankle's going to click, but it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> or like when when they started first talking about the symptoms of COVID and they're like shortness of breath and like I'm walking up the stairs to my work and I'm like, <laughs> is it COVID or is it just me? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like every time I look at a new, you know, because we were very sick the first week of January yeah. and never, never got it confirmed, but pretty like 99% sure that we had the, the Omicron. 
variant. But every time I read a new thing where it's like, if you had this symptom, you probably had Omicron. And I was like, I have that symptom every day. I know. Or when they were talking like to like, if you have headaches, I'm like, do you know where I work? I have a headache every day. Every day. Do you get dizzy? I'm like, I get dizzy every time I stand up. Should if I see I, a doctor? Probably. If I, <laughs> if I take a very hot shower, trust me, I'm dizzy when I get out. I feel like I'm going to faint, okay? <laughs> Fatigue. Hey, my kid still wakes up during the night. <laughs> Yeah. Are you tired and have headaches? You could have COVID. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> I know, like, some of those symptoms, I was like, oh, that's every day. <laughs> Do I just have perma-COVID? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, okay, so, how far are in? Are you into it? <laughs> there is not a sentence right there. Um, I'm only on, like, I don't know. I listened to, to like, 45 minutes yesterday. So are you still on book one? Oh, yeah. I'm on, like, chapter four. Okay. So I'm on chapter six of book one, which is technically only page 45, so it's not far. Oh. Like, I was going to start this great well, thing. Well, to be on- fair, I guess I don't know what happened the first ten minutes, because it was just like... <laughs> well, the first chapter is just kind of, like, the history of, like... Yeah. What was happening in the 1700s, I believe. I think it's in the 1700s. Um, but, like, last week I was like, oh, I'll just read, like, 20 pages a day. Oh, oh page 45. Oh. Yeah. And I now mean, we you would have read 20 pages a day if you started yesterday. You know what? That's, you know what? That's how we're going to think about it, actually. Scott, you got to change your mindset. Yeah, change it. So I'm actually more than then, because then I only would need to read 15 today. Look at me. <laughs> progress, people. Progress. It's like when you're when you're at work or you're stuck at something. You're like, all right, get to leave at four. And right now it's two. That's two hours. That's four half four. hours. Yes. That's eight 15 minutes. <laughs> I can do anything for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, <clears throat> so I don't have a, an opinion right now on the Tell Two Cities because not much is happening. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it looks like we're pretty much in the same spot with the Tale of Two Cities. I'm actually trying to read the book. If it comes down to crunch time in two weeks, I might have to pull out the audio. But the old audio book. Yeah. Right now I'm <sighs> reading it. Well. I think I was thinking more about it and about great expectations. And I was like, I think it's, I think there's a classic out there for everybody, but not all classics are going to be enjoyed by everybody. Totally agree. I really like Dracula. I've read Dracula a couple of times. Don't like, and I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed Anna Karenina too. I think I gave it four out of five stars, but uh, you know, great expectations was just not hitting it for me and I don't really think and I mean to be fair like I am not even that big of a fan of a Christmas carol yeah like I'll watch it mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that but it's not like my he's go-to just not Christmas your cup of, he's not your yeah. cup of tea yeah but um but I have a, a Jeopardy clue for you so we have a daily Jeopardy oh, calendar you got us you got me one a couple of yes. years ago and it's become a like a tradition in our house oh, now we get one every exciting. year yeah So this one is actually from, it's the final Jeopardy clue from Sunday, February 6th. But the category is world literature. Oh, no. 
In a recent poll of 125 authors, this long 1870s novel about a woman ranked as the greatest work of fiction of all time. If it's not Anna Karenina. It's Anna Karenina. Then I don't know what it is. Well, yeah. well maybe Yay! you can't see, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I read that clue out to, to Jay, and he was like, Jane Eyre. And I was like, boy, if you... <laughs> You know what we have been reading the past year. It's like, I know what this is. This is Anna Karenina. It's definitely Anna Karenina. <laughs> Jane Eyre is not that long. No. Um, uh, I was reading... Maybe it was in The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I swear somebody made a reference of one of the books that we've read. I think there was a reference to... Oh, she played Anna Karenina. Evelyn Hugo plays Anna Karenina in one of her movies. That's what it is. I I remember you mentioning it, but I don't think it was on an episode. I think that was just like a side note that you sent to me. Yeah, that was one of her big films. Um, And the, uh, what's the the guy's name that she wants to marry? Oh my God. I know. It starts with a V, I think. Vronsky. Yeah, Vronsky. I was like, Victor, Vector, Vronsky. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, that's one of her seven husbands. Plays. I can see that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought that was cool how our worlds sometimes collide. Yeah. Um, okay. You finished Annihilation? I did. That was one of the books that I got you for Christmas. Yes. I picked it up because it was Short and quick, and you know, something different. I yep. really enjoyed it. I um, I'm gonna go ahead and and read the rest of the trilogy. I think yeah. there's two more books. Um, because I I like in it, it's told from the biologist who's on this like expedition team. It's from her point of view, and she slowly starts to kind of. Like, things kind of go wrong from the very beginning. They mm-hmm. find this this tower, or as she keeps referring to it, as this tunnel in this middle of this, you know, wildlife takeover. And they go down to explore it, like, the first day that they the team gets there. And there's this strange writing on this wall that's all in English. And it sounds, like, vaguely biblical, but it's not. Um, but she realizes that, like, there's it's like it's like an organism is writing it in English like not a human and she gets really close and goes to take a sample and a bunch of spores get blown in her face (laughs) like immediately off the bat she's like oh well I'm infected with something obviously and uh, (laughs) I don't really know what the side effects are Um, oh no but she becomes in it their their leader is this like like the psychologist who's supposed to keep them together as a group and she sort of starts to pick up on the fact that they've been hypnotized and there are words to prompt certain actions. Oh. Um, and she realizes this because she becomes immune to them and she's not sure if it's due to the spores or like her nature itself. Um, but then you find out that her husband was on the previous team and that ended in disaster as well. And so she's, it kind of flashes back and forth between 
like her life growing up and her life with her husband and where she's currently at in area X. Um, I really enjoyed it. It kind of, it left a lot of questions, but in a good way. Yes. To where you're, you're like, this is just a weird, like a weird place to be. And it made me think of like, if I had the, if I got the invitation to go to this crazy uncharted place, would I do it? And I immediately was like, no. Yeah, no. Um, I think not like not out of like my scientific curiosity would be like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. But pack your bags. Let's go. Having a like family and friends. Mm-hmm. Not when you're going into the unknown, like you said, like you have no idea what's going to happen. And, and it's I don't... not like that's not I like think... the other expeditions came back and were fine. It's like so all of them ended in disaster. That's, that's what I was going to ask you is if. Before they went on this expedition, did they know about the previous expeditions and the outcomes of them? Yeah, so they start to, she starts to realize that they weren't really given the full explanation and full uh, background of what's going on with this place. Mm-hmm. Because there's also this lighthouse, which is like this fixture in it. Um, and, I, and I went ahead and I read what the next two books, like their a brief synopsis on them. And the next book kind of delves into this like government agency southern reach that like is is investigating this kind of goes into their background and then the third book is flashes back to the light keeper or like the lighthouse keeper mm-hmm. when everything started to happen um but this lighthouse is like the central thing and she she gets to the lighthouse and she climbs up it and she gets to the top and she realizes she finds this pile of journals and she goes there's there's no way this is only from, this is more than 11 expedition worths of journals. Like this has been going on for a very long time. Um, And so, and then there's just like, so you have that aspect of it where you have this like creepy government agency and you're trying to figure out like what that conspiracy is. And then you've got just like the actual creepiness in suspense of the, like where, like the actual setting. Cause she keeps talking about, she's walking to the lighthouse and they're, like these dolphins come by and kind of like get up and look at her and she's like you know that's a very human eye like that looks like an eye from a human and then she mm-hmm. sees this like um, horseshoe crab and it comes up and immediately she doesn't recognize it as a crab she sees it like it looks like the face of a person oh my gosh um, so you know it, like, left, it left some questions that I feel like are going to be satisfactory answers that come in yeah for a trilogy yes so I'm pretty excited for it. I think I gave it four out of five. I don't know. I have to go back to my Goodreads and look. Yeah, I felt like it was one of those books. It could it could go either way for you, but it sounded good. But I was just like, you know, going through reviews, like there's always going to be somebody that's not happy with a book they read, right? There's oh, yeah. always going to be somebody. It's hard to find any book, like even some of our favorite books, like there's going to be people out there that didn't get like Daisy Jones or Where the Crawdads Sing. I actually, I I read recently somebody who put Where the Crawdads Sing as one of their, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why people like this. I didn't finish this book. I didn't like it. And I'm just like, you know, fair enough. Well, I think, too, I think sometimes with these books, there's so much hype around them. And I remember that with Where the Crawdads Sing, there was so much hype. And I was just so scared that it was not going to live up to its expectations. And it easily could have. Like, and Mm -hmm. like. You and I have very different taste in books, so when I recommended that book for you, I was like, I was like, I could see it being that for you, where it didn't 
it wasn't your cup of tea. Same thing with like Beartown. Even though I hadn't read Beartown yet, I was like, I don't know if she'll like it. <laughs> it made me very happy to see that you and Becca enjoyed Beartown. Oh, because yeah. like for me, it was like, not only did I really enjoy the story, but there were like, if I had to go back in time and do like a book report, like this is the book I'd want to do a book report on yeah. because there's like stylistic writing choices. Like there's like that, like, like English nerd that also for me, that book itched, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I, you feel so much better when you recommend a book to somebody and they come back and liked it. Like you don't want to give somebody a book and they're like, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. And you're like, what, what do you mean? It was all right. Yeah, what book was it? I think... Well, Gone Girl was me for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, That's alright. I'm okay with that. I want to say... Atone, like, Atonement? I gave Atonement to somebody. Kind of like, they also... I can't remember who it was, but I gave okay. Atonement to somebody and was just like, hey, you're, like, you don't like romance novels as much as I do. Here's a romance novel you're gonna like. And they yeah. were just like, this book sucked. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I love I this book. <laughs> you're like, thank you so much. All right. Um, yeah. Bye. Yeah. And that's actually one of the books that you got us last Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, so it's, again, I'm making my way through my older TBR. So that one will eventually get there. So I'm excited. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I feel about, like, books like that. You're just, like, so scared. And then, obviously, the books that we get each other for Christmas, like, the ones I've gotten you, I've never read. And so then I'm like, don't know how this is going to turn out. I have no idea. Well, I know um, I'm excited. Like, your your mom got me Looker, and I wasn't – I think it was, like, that book suffered from a marketing issue. Yeah. And to be fair, she had a huge stack of books that she had bought, and her and I went through them. And, like, those are the two – like, we both, like, made the decision. I was like, okay, these are the two that I think she'll like. Like, out of the ones that she chose. And, again, I think it had to do with, like, it had this thriller. Like, it made yeah. it seem like it was going to be this thriller-type book. And I was like, okay, this actually sounds good. Um, so, yeah, to be fair, like... No, kind of, I'm, yeah. No, it's, it's one of those things I think it's, like you said, like, it's marketed as this thriller when really yeah. it's more about this, like, woman's downward spiral. And if it had been marketed like that, I think I probably would have... Yeah. Like, you, you go in with different expectations. Yeah, and I... Um, and I do think the other book, I think I have higher expectations for. I mean, I laughed just reading the synopsis. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm yeah. thinking I've got, um, I've got like, uh, like a bachelorette party over in Savannah and then we're going on a beach vacation later on. So I'm trying to like, you know, figure out like, which is going to be my, yeah. my bachelorette party That's book and which is going to be my beach one. I love Savannah. So I'm excited. I think I've never been to Savannah. I've been to to Charleston and Beaufort, South Carolina, which are like, you know, right across from Savannah. I can I can reach out to my cousin and see like I don't know how long you're gonna be there and if you'll have time to do like other things, but No, I'm going I'm getting there like on a Thursday afternoon and then leaving like that Sunday. Okay. So yeah. Um, but um I'm excited. I love, yeah, I go. love Savannah. So. I've been Wanting to make another trip to visit my little babies. My babies. But yeah. Um, okay, so Annihilation was good. Yes. And you have plans to read two and three eventually. 
Oh, and I also finished We Are All the Same in the Dark by Julia Haberlin. That was the auto audiobook I was listening to. Yes, okay. I had to think about it, but you did mention this one to us. Yes. So this one, it starts off with um, this trucker who turns out to be one of the main characters. Finds this this girl. She's like 12 or 13 at the time, I think, is what her age ended up being. In this field off the side of a highway. Um takes her home, calls a police officer that he clo- is closest with, and she kind of takes her in, and this girl's not speaking, so she's trying to figure out, like, you know, what's up with this girl. And this girl is also missing one of her eyes. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But, um, um, but then in the meantime, there's also the trucker who found her, his father and his sister so his sister was murdered when she was like 16 17 ish um and then his father went missing and he was the prime suspect in them but they were never able to like fully prove it so he's always just kind of been like the town pariah and then a documentary is released about uh his sister and basically implies that he killed her and he's also like a serial killer now um and then so there's like those portions happening and then it follows the the main police officer who she's like she's like I know why it didn't do it like we were dating at the time when his sister went missing I was his girlfriend and um and my dad who was the sheriff at the time has always insisted that Wyatt had nothing to do with it as well like he just knew yeah um and then she's close to her cousin and her it's like small town Texas it was kind of fun because it it referenced it's similar to um cruel summer how it's set in texas so you see a lot of like like whataburger and they yeah. talk about like live oaks and stuff so a lot of texas references um and so then it got to it's like the first little bits told from wyatt's point of view then there's like a main chunk told from odette who is the police officer's point of view and then it jumps five years and it's the rest is from angel's point of view who was the girl that he found in the field so Odette's part ends shockingly. I was not expecting that. I was literally like cooking dinner and went, oh, I was listening to it. And so I was like, okay, like I get it. I get it. Like this book is picking up. I'm kind of mm-hmm. excited. And then Angel's part hit and it was just like hitting a wall. Like it was a slog to get through. Yeah. And I think part of the problem was I, I figured out who, who had killed because in the end you you find out like what happened to to Wyatt's sister her name's Trumanel you find out what happened to Trumanel and um like there's a I I don't want to get I guess spoilers but um another major character dies and they find out where that character was and all the stuff and um you find out like what happened to Angel like it all is explained but it's just like it took forever to get to that point um so I think I gave it like three stars. She's got a couple of other books that are like very well, like, you know, highly recommended and stuff. So like, I may get, I may give another one a try. There's one called like Black Eyed Susans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where this girl is the only survivor of the serial killer. And then she testifies, puts him in jail. And then his signature was, like all the girls were found in a field of of flowers and they were called black eyed Susans. And she wakes up one morning and outside her window, somebody has planted 
all these like all these flowers and so now she's like oh my god like did i put the right guy in jail like is he still out there is he coming after me sort of thing so that one sounded good and then there was another one i think called like paper ghosts that sounded interesting so i might you know yeah i might give another book of hers a try so this is the um this is the book that you thought at first it was a true crime yeah i thought it was real (laughs) okay i'm an idiot it's all right Sometimes that makes it good. Like, it sounds like it could really happen. This could be in Texas. I would be surprised. It starts off with this, like, quote from, like, the the documentary that was released in the book. And so I was like, oh, God, I want to watch this documentary. I don't haven't heard about this case. Like, yeah, no. That's how, when I first got, when my mom got me Daisy Jones and the Six, like, reading the synopsis, I was like, Mom, do you swear this is not a real band? Like, this is real, right? And she's like, no. And I'm like, no, it sounds pretty real. Like, the way it's talking, I'm like, this sounds pretty real. And I'm like, I'm like Googling it. I'm yes, like, I Googled it too. This is a real band. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, no, I think this is a documentary. I remember like sitting there, like looking around too, like, is Daisy Jones real band? Yeah, don't look at my Google history when I was reading that book. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so the last time we talked, I think I had finished Game of Thrones, like listening to it. I haven't started the second one yet. I need a little bit of a break from that. Um, and then I had finished that Steel Scars, like novella and started Glass Sword and still reading Glass Sword. It's due tomorrow by 6 PM and I'm 30% done. So, you can do it. if it was a better book, I could. Ooh. I think that's the thing is I'm super bored right now. Hey, you read um, what like? Oh, that is true. 150 that. pages of Love in the Time of Cholera. Yeah, yeah, that one. And I just I needed to like pick up for it to be like this like. I think it's a fantasy sci-fi type. I don't know what it is, but. They did some comparison. They're like, if you like Game of Thrones, I was like, hold up. I was like, we are not playing that comparison game with these two books at all. Um, I don't know. I just needed to pick up a little bit because the first book, like, ends really well. And it starts off immediately where it ended. But it's just very slow right now. And you just, you don't know what characters you want to trust. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see how much I get done today. Um, but I did put... I put it back on hold the ebook and I'm number 22 in line, but then I put the actual book on hold and it says I'm number one in line. So I could probably get that one this week if I don't finish the ebook. So, um, but that's pretty much all I'm reading is that and Attila Two Cities. I haven't started um, the new Jim Crow yet, but I wanted to finish Glass yeah. Sword first. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Um, and then just some things I thought about or heard this week. Um, for anybody that listened to Dateline's The Thing About Pam podcast, it is now going to be on NBC on March 8th, starring Renee Zellweger as Pam. Yes. I have never been more excited. I am loving the idea of turning these like little series podcasts into shows. Dirty John. Yes. And then even when they did Dirty John, the Betty Roderick story, which 
if that wasn't a podcast. But I enjoyed that season more than I enjoyed the original Dirty John. Oh, see, I, I never watched it. Um, watch it. But. Because it has. Um, it's got Amanda Pete, right? Yes. Sorry, I almost said Elizabeth Banks. But it's, it is Amanda Pete and um, Christian Slater as the husband. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. always plays a good creeper. Oh, it was good. It was really good. Um, I remember so, when they when they cast. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Connie Britton. Connie Britton. Oh, so good. And, and Eric Bonner. And, and oh my god, so good. Are you kidding me? I would have never thought him to be Dirty Dirty John. He played it so well. Yeah. Uh, I would watch both of those again in a heartbeat. Those are both so good. But if you haven't watched the Betty Broderick one. You should. It's really good. I hope they do a third season of, like, Dirty John of something like that. I loved it. At first, I thought this thing about Pam was the third season because I was like, oh, this would be great. But since it's Dateline, it's definitely a different thing. And then um, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about a show that they were watching on HBO. And I was like, oh, we read that book for Book Club. And I didn't know it was becoming a TV show, but Station Eleven. Yes. It's on HBO Max. Yes. And I heard really good things about the show. I know you didn't enjoy the book that much. Um, I think it's. I think it again. It was another one of those books that was like marketed incorrectly. Yeah, and it's definitely weird that we read it. Obviously, we read it before COVID. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Out. Here we are. Um, so I, I might just watch the first few episodes to kind of just see um, how it is, just because it is now we're in that time of the pandemic. So I'd be interested to see how they do that. But I don't know any of the actors. I haven't looked it up or anything. I just I heard it on one of the podcasts I was listening to. So. And then I have a question for you. We're going to circle it back. Circle them back. Circle it back. How, how far are you into Twin Peaks? We have watched the first four episodes. Okay. Um, I don't know why this show is so acclaimed. I am not enjoying it. It's kind of boring, right? So for me, it feels very like, like, so I get, I get okay, so another unpopular opinion I don't think the Beatles were that good. Oh, Lindsay, you sure you won't put that on the record? Yeah, I'm going to put it on the record. <laughs> and I know there are people who agree with me. Like oh, they've sure. got they've got some good songs, but if you yeah. like really listen to their whole their whole like collection of music, their whole catalog, they're pretty average. Like, but I, mean, I will say I recognize what they did, like their contribution to pop culture and why they're mainstays. Like, I get it. I understand it. Yeah. Um, I think this is, again, this is, this is like a beat, like the Beatles for me where I understand that nobody had really done this before and that it was kind of like weird and different. And so people were tuning in. Um, it's, it's very dated with the music and the acting mm. is horrible. Yeah. Like, there's maybe like one or two good acting performances from it and I think my biggest thing is that it's like in a like in a cast of quirky characters you need that one person 
that kind of grounds everybody and brings them back down to help to help like foil off of the other people. Um, and it, it was like they started to make the the sheriff that guy, but then out of nowhere he's like. I'm a bookstore boy. <laughs> Look at these Canadians smuggling drugs over the thing. And I was just like, now he's weird too. Like this is like the acting's over the top. Yeah. I think like, I don't think it's as well written as everybody thinks it is. It's very, very amateurish. I don't get it. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm going to finish out this season. What for the show show how far do they have to get in it is it just season one or do they have to complete it so they're doing this as their special Mm -hmm. um like 50th episode yeah deal so they're gonna watch all three seasons and the movie oh okay so so they got a lot i don't know if i'm gonna be continuing on after you might to be real like be like and I've, I've seen other things by David Lynch before. Fell asleep during my... I just don't think he's for me. Yeah. So. I remember when I started it. And again, I, I maybe have gotten four episodes in, like you. I just... I never found myself wanting to, like, continue watching it. Like, when an episode ended, I wasn't ready for, like, oh, yeah, let's watch the next episode. Like, I was almost to the point that I wanted to just, like, spoil it for myself to find out, like, what happens. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think the writing is very good. Like I said, like, it's, you know, it's always like, how can we make this artsy? Oh, I know, like, we'll just, like, show a picture of this light, like, this stoplight in the town. Like, that's artsy. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and again, it's like one of those things where, like, I can really, pre- like, watching The Killing, like, I see a lot of influences from Twin Peaks into The Killing. Like, like I get that it's, like, a source material, yeah. And like a lot of things reference this. Um, I just don't think it's as good as everybody's made it out to be. It's kind of like what you were saying about classics. Like maybe it's just one of those like cult classics that's not yeah. that you don't enjoy. Right. Because I mean, there's so many things now that are considered like cult classics and you're just like, really? I didn't. I don't know about all that. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to give it another try, but I'm, I'm with you in the fact that I just I I would watch one episode and I was like, ooh, that took a, a long time to get there. <laughs> like, and that first yeah. episode, like you said, is like 90 minutes and you're just like, geez. So. Yeah, I, it was just, um, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think David Lynch is definitely like a director for other directors, like Like, you know how they always sometimes say, like, girls don't dress for men, girls dress for other girls. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, know we, we, like, we know the skill it takes for that makeup. We know the skill that it takes to put an outfit together. I think it's like that. Like, he, like, he directs for other directors. Oh, okay. And other people in the industry. He's not doing Where, it like, for me, I'm just like, yeah. Again, like, and I just can't get over some of that acting is really, really bad. <laughs> and you've got, like, good established actors in it. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like. So that means it's much like, it's not like, like Kristen Stewart in like, she's a great actress. You watch her in things outside of Twilight. She has a good job. And then you watch her in Twilight and you're just like, what? Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm pretty sure she's, is she not nominated for Spencer? I think she, she is. Okay. But she yeah. was also in Panic Room and she's yeah. in another movie where she was like the assistant. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's like a French movie, I think, but uh, yeah, but I'm just kind of like, 
what? Like, this is just... And then, again, like, again, with the whole, like, it feels very amateurish where it's, um, because we watched the one episode where Kyle McLaughlin's FBI, Agent Cooper, um, he's having that dream where he's in that red room and, like, you know, a girl who looks like Laura's there along with a little person and they're all, like, talking weird and then, like, just, like, dancing and he's just, like, I know who killed her, but I don't, like, I can't remember who it was. And it's just like, oh, he was in that red room. You know what? Laura's in a red coffin. That's her red room. Like, it's like, oh, look how (laughs) clever we are. And I'm like, this is, I don't, this is dumb. (laughs) This is stupid. I feel like you, you're convincing me to go watch it now, though. (laughs) Like, in the worst way. (laughs) Like, I want to go watch it now just to see these things. And it's one of those things, like, I love terrible movies and TV shows where they're so bad, they're good. Like, they're so bad, they're funny to me. And I'm not even getting this with this. I'm just like, oh, God, this is... This Is Jay having the same experience as you? Is he actually enjoying it? He's enjoying it a little bit more. Um, but he, he, like, he does agree with me on some of the things. But, yeah. You know, like, we'll, we'll see. So... Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I, so those were like the things I had on my list. Um, I'm the thing I'm most excited about is the thing about Pam. If, if nobody has listened to that Dateline special, I believe it's six episodes. I'm making my mom listen to it right now. <laughs> like go do yourself a favor. It's narrated by Keith Morrison. Like, yeah. Because I honestly did not know where it was going. Because, like, the first episode is about the husband that's in jail for killing his wife. And none of those people are named Pam. <laughs> so you're like, well, like... You listen to it and you're like, oh, she's just kind of, like, annoying and sticking yeah. herself into... Yeah, like, you just don't thing. know. Like, you think it's just this quirky person that they yeah, had a lot friend. of material on. Yeah, no. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Um, so go listen to it, finish it before March 8th, and then go enjoy some Renee Zellweger, because that's going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then I just, like, right before we started, I, um, bought three books off of Thrift Books, because I had a $25 gift card, but I'll talk about more about those when I get them. I'll save that. That should be for, they should be here this week, so... I can save that for next week. But yeah, I, I just need to get through A Tale of Two Cities and Glass Sword. And you can do it. Yeah, and then we have the Super Bowl today. Are y'all going for the Bengals? You know what? I would like for the Bengals to win. I think that I think it's gonna be a good game. I hope it is. I've got a feeling it's gonna be a good game. It's not gonna be a blowout. Um I just I've got like a feeling. I got a feeling the Rams are gonna like inch them out just a little bit. I mean, they have the home field advantage for sure. Yeah. But the Bengals had to go into Tennessee and beat the Titans. They had to go into Kansas City and beat mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Um, they've definitely had the tougher road to get here, and I think they have more of like that Cinderella story than L.A. I would like for them. We um we decided we're gonna do like some some Greek food, some euros. With, like, the lamb to represent the Rams for dinner. And then we got Grater's ice cream for Cincinnati. 
Oh, y'all are funny. So <laughs> that's funny. I'm pretty yeah. I wish and, I was still in Cincinnati for the game. Oh, I'm sure they're because having... I imagine it's like my um my alma mater keeps posting stuff on Instagram, oh. like how to celebrate the Super Bowl, like where to watch, what to do, what to eat, yeah. blah, blah blah blah. So, and I have I have quite a few friends now in Ohio, so I'm sure they're all like yeah. And it's so. just like you know, do we really want like another coastal team to win like east coast west coast no you want well and like again they already have the home field advantage because they're we're literally playing the super bowl in their stadium that's just what happened last year yeah. with the bucks the super bowl was played in tampa so i don't know i think i think it would be just a better story if the Bengals went in there and won mm-hmm. um <laughs> there's a um a furniture store here in houston he's very local he does a lot for our city and every year, he usually does it for, like, the Astros. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but he says, like, if the Astros, like, win the World Series, like, obviously when they're in it, and you spend $3,000, like, on a mattress, he usually does mattresses, that you'll get your $3,000 back. And so he does. So this year, and he does it for the Super Bowl. Like, I think last year he he did it for the Bucks. Like, he's like, if the Bucks win. And so this year, he says... If you spend three thousand dollars, and it's not—he's not just doing mattresses this year. He's doing mattresses and like living room furniture. He's like, if you spend three thousand dollars and the Bengals win, you get your money back. And he—I think he's put close to like five million dollars down on the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. Dang. Yeah. So, um, it's just—and again, the whole city loves him. He's—he did a lot like during Harvey. So it's—it's it's not hard to go into this man's furniture store and go probably drop $3,000. The reason I have never done it is because, like, I can't justify that on a mattress. But, yeah. like, but on, like, living room furniture, I'm like, oh, I could probably go find something really nice, and you'd have more to it. But, like, just a mattress, I'm like, it better be the best sleep of my life if I'm spending I mean, that's $3,000. Like, that's, like, a really good, nice couch. Oh, yeah. Or, like, I mean, an entire set. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you could probably get a nice set for 3000 mm-hmm. instead of just, like, one mattress. So that's the reason, like, I've never really done it is just for that reason. But it was very tempting this year because he threw in, like, living room furniture. Um, but then I was like, but if the Rams win, then I'm like, oh, that's $3,000 right oh. out of my... Yeah. <laughs> You're basically putting down a $3,000 bet on the Bengals winning. Yeah. So, but I just thought it was really cool, and I'm sure a lot of people are doing it, just, again, because he's a, he's a really good guy, yeah. but, I don't know, and then I think we both, we haven't mentioned the Olympics yet. Nope. No. I haven't. I was like, we did a whole thing for the Summer Olympics, and then, like, I... I don't know why it just like skipped my mind that the winter one was happening. I mean, I've I've definitely been watching it. I will say I enjoy Summer Olympics more just because like I enjoy more of the sports and I know more of our athletes and stuff. Um, I will say like obviously I watched Chloe Kim win her gold. Um, I watched Sean White. I loved and I'm I'm obsessed with Nathan Chen. <laughs> he is so good. Um, and then, I've, I mean, yeah, ice skating is probably my favorite thing. And then, obviously, Sean White and Chloe Kim have made, like, the half pipe, you know, really enjoyable to watch. But some of the skiing, I don't enjoy that much. So I haven't, I can't tell you everything about that. I always like the, 
like the long jump where they're like, they like mm-hmm. fly yeah. and land. And then I think I just saw today that the USA hockey team has guaranteed the first, the number one seed for, I guess, when it goes. I don't know how oh. hockey works in the Olympics, but. Interesting. Yeah, so. It's interesting because the NHL didn't let them, like, any of their players go. Yeah. Um, so I'll definitely probably, like, if we make it to, like, I guess, like, the gold medal match, I'll probably be watching yeah. the hockey team just because I know that's a, a big deal. And I know, like, everybody's obsessed with the men's curling team. I do enjoy watching curling. Well, I don't know, I, there's something very relaxing about it. <laughs> well, I just, I love the meme that's like, it just looks like four guys that wanted to like get away from their families for the weekend and somehow ended up in the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up at the Olympics. Like, I just, I really enjoy that. So, and I think they're doing really good right now. I just, I usually wait until like it's the gold medal match or something for those things. Um, but I think the women's ice skating starts like this week. So I'm excited to watch that. I just I love ice skating that was always my favorite I used to like like I used to live on a cul-de-sac and like the like the tiny like I would use the cul-de-sac as my ice rink yeah but I didn't have like I think I had like run and jump and twirl I was like that was a quad right like you'd jump you'd be like triple axel and you'd make it like maybe a quarter way around and then like so I would do that and then like the lines like the tiny lines in the road I pretend that was like a balance beam and I was also a gymnast so oh yeah Definitely. I mean, I should be in both Olympics right now, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> From what I did in that cul-de-sac. Um, we were watching the the ice dancing. Oh, last night? And I was, I was actually, it was like, it wasn't last night, but it was a couple nights ago when they were oh, doing okay. some of their, like, earlier stuff. Yeah. But I was like when they do the twizzles, because they're like... Oh, that's my favorite part is the twizzles. Because <laughs> when they're so sick, it looks yeah. so cool. Yeah, I always like when they, because then, like, it's like, Especially the ones where, like, the upper half stays and it's just the bottom and they're just like... Yeah. I love the twizzles. Yeah. So, last night was, like, the short program for the the ice dancing. Or it was rhythm dancing, sorry. Last night was rhythm dancing. And so, our two USA teams are in third and fourth right now. And then I think tonight, after the Super Bowl, because so it's going to be a late night, is, like, their free program where it's, like, the longer one. And so, I think this will determine if we get a medal in rhythm dancing. Um, I think it's France and ROC are first and second, and then we're third and fourth. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll definitely, I just, yeah, like you said, the twizzles are the best part. <laughs> like, I was like, oh man, they're, like, their twizzles are way out of sync, and I'm just yeah. like covered in candy wrappers on the couch, like watching <laughs> so, it, like. <laughs> you become so judgmental with the Olympics, you're like, oh, should have landed that. Ugh. Gotta, you gotta stick that landing. <laughs> yeah, sure, like you said, eating Cheeto like, stuff in your face. Like, Licking the Cheeto dust off my fingers. Should have landed that one. Sorry. <laughs> or like when you see a mess up, you're like, "Ooh, that was yeah. not good." Ooh, <laughs> Ooh they fell. Mm, that's gonna cost them. Mm. That's a full rookie point mistake. deduction. Rookie mistake. <laughs> you're, and you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, "That's a full point deduction." Sorry. Do that. That degree of difficulty. That you should be doing better if you're in the Olympics. Sorry. <laughs> you're in the Olympics, and that's what you got. Mm. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Nathan Chen, I would suggest go watching his short program and his free dance, because they were both remarkable. Was he, he meddled last time, correct? No. No. So he, so what happened is after the short program, he had three, like, big jumps and he fell on all of them. So he, like, was in 17th place going into the free or long program. And his long program was, like, perfect, but it got him fifth place because he started so good. That's what it and was. So yeah. 
So then after his short program this year, he scored 113 points, which is the most by anybody ever on a short program. So he went into the long program in first place, which also meant he got to perform last. So he also kind of knew what he needed to get the gold. And he had five quads in it and landed them all. Dang. It was really good. I was so happy for him. I just, you hold your breath every time he jumps. <laughs> you just, you know, it was like a, it was a really good redemption story for him. I just, it was really enjoyable. Awesome. And, yeah. And they're on YouTube. So I would suggest go watching them if you haven't seen them just because of how good they are. But yeah. I felt like last, last Winter Olympics, like the skating in general, with the exception of those two, two girls from Russia, um, was like very disappointing like nobody nobody was landing anything this was like all countries across the board like nobody was landing anything this is coming from a like you know I used to like I was on a competition dance team and so like I know some of the sass that comes with performing like none of them were like performing very strongly and technically or just like as a you know performer to say that word again eight times but um it, it just felt very lackluster at the last mm-hmm. Olympics, so. Well, and I just, I remember with, like, Nathan Chen, like, there was always, there was a lot of pressure on him to mm-hmm. be really good, and so I think that pressure definitely, in that short program, and so at that point, he said, like, in the free dance or whatever, he said, I had nothing else to lose at that point, I was in 17th I mean, yeah. place, and so he went out there and, like, freaking killed it, but it was just, obviously, a little too short, but, yeah, he's, he was really good, I, I enjoyed watching him, and so. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at with the Olympics. And then again, Super Bowl's tonight, so by the time this episode comes out, there will be a Super Bowl champion. Yes. Who will it be? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Is that anything else? Um I mean I started confessions, like oh, I yeah. said. I was gonna say, what the, is that about? The setup of this book is that there is um a teacher and her daughter, her young daughter, she was like four, died kind of tragically, unexpectedly. Um, and she's announcing to her class, basically, like, I'm retiring at the end of this year. I've only been a teacher for eight years now. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. And yes, it has something to do with my daughter's death because then she goes into the background of explaining, like, um, uh, she had to pick her daughter up early from daycare and had a, but had a meeting back at the school. And so her daughter would normally just sit in the nurse's office and somehow wandered away and they found her floating in the school pool. She drowned. God. So they thought it was just this tragic accident. Like this girl's four, she got out, she fell in, couldn't get out sort of thing. But then she announces, uh, yeah, I know that's not what really happened. Two of y'all murdered my daughter <gasps> and this is my revenge. <laughs> So, so the very first chapter ends with not only her explaining, like, how she, like, figured out exactly what happened to her daughter, um, in a roundabout way, names the two students responsible for it. I was about to say, and so she knows the two. She knows the two, and then she basically, without naming them, tells the class who did it. So the class knows who did it. And then she goes, because this is, this is set in Japan, and she goes, um, you're all minors. Like, she's teaching, like, a middle school. These kids are only, like, 13. She goes, you're minors, so even if I went to the police and told them exactly what happened 
and you know like they agreed with me they came and interviewed you like you're 13 you're basically going to be told to to straighten up and go back home so nothing's going to happen to you so this is what I did instead here's my revenge good luck I'm out okay and it's it immediately starts off with her revenge (laughs) okay I I thought there was build up to it like I can spoil it for you and tell you what what she did please don't okay but my question is how did you hear about this book I don't know. Um, I think I was on Amazon kind of like scrolling through some books, thinking about different things, and it popped up as one of them, so I clicked it, and I was like, oh, this sounds good, and they had it at the library, and so I, it was, it was on, I had to put, place a hold on it, and it kept popping up as like, confessions is available, confessions is available, confessions, and I kept putting the hold off, and finally I was like, I'm getting so sick, I'm getting so sick of seeing this stupid notification that I'm just going to read it next, Um, and so I, started it yesterday that's when I was like oh my god my eyes are breaking um but yeah started reading it then was just like oh my god so well yeah that sounds really good I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it when you actually finish it so yeah so like the first the first chapter was told from the teacher's point of view and then the next chapter I'm, I'm only on chapter two um the next chapter is told from it's like a girl who was in her class, a different girl, not one of the two students, um, writing her a letter basically like, I wish you would have stayed so you could have seen what happened after you left. And yeah. it's her telling her what happened after she left. Okay. It's like a letter to this teacher. Huh. So yeah, it was one of those things where like the first chapter did such a good job of her, the teacher just speaking and being like, seemingly like random stories and tidbits and then slowly you start seeing how it's all coming together and then she's just like oh yeah by the way uh xyz i did this deuces and you're just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) no that sounds really good i'm excited to hear now in the next few weeks your thoughts on it once you are done um and then one more thing i because i just checked to make sure um, the book, A Man Called Av, or Avi, I don't know how it's pronounced because I haven't heard it yet, like, I don't know what his name is, um, by Frederick Bachman, mm-hmm. is still two ninety nine on Kindle. Oh, yeah. So I might go ahead and buy that. Um, so I just wanted to let everybody know right now, if anybody wants to go buy that. Because, um, again, he is the author that wrote Beartown that we somehow bring up into every episode so I just wanted to throw that one out there if anybody wanted to buy it it's only $2.99 on Kindle so yeah okay well you just that confession sounds really good it I really thought that like it was going to be building up for the whole book because the book's only like 200 and something odd pages like it's not super long so I thought and then and then that chapter ended and I was like uh, oh oh god oh oh all right Mm. Going in. <laughs> I remember like reading it and when I got to the part where I where I put together like oh this person is actually like this person as well and she did that oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, that's good that's exciting yeah okay um well is that it anything else this is a yes. long one yeah nothing else 
Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. We are on Instagram at Reading With Celebs and Twitter, Reading W Celebs. Please go give us a like, a follow, subscribe, review, all of those fun things, and we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.